stay fly. Stay fly. Columbine, Dylan Roof. It, you know, look, uh, Evil Supremacy has his proxies, and these proxies are trying out for internships. We got to destroy everything. Uh, somebody was telling me the difference between a revolutionary and an activist. An activist wants to work within a system. They believe in things like constitution, law, government, justice, so on, so forth. The revolutionary wants to destroy the whole thing. We, we, you know, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. So with that said, staying true to the spirit of Crumb TV. In the first five minutes, we love to get into it. White privilege. This video is with my uh, big brother, uh, Seiko Varner. Peace and love, brother. How are you? Man, yo, everything is lovely because we're making it so. You know, it's it is to be. It's up to it's up to we. <laughs> that's right. It's that's up right. to we. Uh, well, before we get into this officially, officially, can you tell the people a little bit about who you are and where we can find you at, please? I'll say that. So, uh, you know, Seiko Varner, hashtag Mr. Empowerment. You know, I used to be part of the conscious community and I've kind of veered toward the empowerment community. And so, you know, a lot of the shows that I talk about, that I do are focused on empowerment uh, with a, a passion for black empowerment. Now, I'm not stupid. I'm not talking about a crayon color. I'm not talking about a city, a planet, a nation called black. You know, I'm not talking about a civil term when I use that term. Uh, so if I say so-called black or if I say commonly called black, I'm still talking about us. And we can use any of the terms we want to use, Aboriginal, Indigenous, Moorish, Nubian, Neo-Nubian, whatever term. I'm talking about us. So uh, don't trip off of that. I don't set trip. And I realize that some of us have really strong opinions about terminology. I'm just not one of them. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to rock with me. But I focus on empowerment. And tonight, this is going to be an interesting show on empowerment, which is... The important piece here is empowerment. Absolutely. Um, just to let the family know, also, just so we can make this part clear, he is the uh, the host of uh, Get On Code here on Crumb TV. You can catch those on Sundays. So uh, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. With that said, white privilege. I wanted to uh, talk about the latest news, um, if you don't mind. Is that okay? Let's proceed. Okay, so I had a little article here. I thought it was really interesting. Just a regular AOL. I, I don't know who reads AOL anymore, but uh, it's actually coming from the griot. That's a little bit better. Anyway, it says, opinion. The Rittenhouse privilege has set a precedent, a new legal precedent that permits individuals to claim self-defense in the most outrageous of cases. Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all counts after more than 24 hours of deliberation can be summed up with one simple phrase, white privilege. It's an all too familiar theme we witness when white defendants are on trial for killing us, the people that good brother Seiko was referring to, the Neo-Nubians, I, I like that one. Uh, the privilege that Rittenhouse displayed and benefited from, however, was clearly on another level. When privilege is raised in the legal arena, it is referred to communications between certain individuals that are protected. Communications between husband and wife, doctor and patient, attorney and client. 
I dare say Kyle Rittenhouse was cloaked with a white privilege. I'm sorry, cloaked with a privilege you cannot find in any legal precedent. The Rittenhouse privilege is what we're going to call white privilege from here on out is no longer called white privilege. It's called Rittenhouse privilege. This is, this is Rittenhouse privilege is, is, is white privilege perfected. This is high level grade A Ivy League. <laughs> you can't get more privileged than Rittenhouse privilege. This is the creme de la creme of white privilege. This is the Gucci, the, the Rolls Royce of white privilege is called Rittenhouse privilege. I've beat that horse. Let me continue. Throughout the trial, there were instances in which it was quite apparent that the scale of justice tipped in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's start with the jury makeup. After the jury process, 18 individuals were selected to listen to the trial. Of these 18 individuals, 12 were selected at random by the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse, to deliberate. These individuals consisted of seven women and five men. Only one was a person of color. The next thing to consider is the venue. The case was tried in Kenosha, which according to census data is over 75% white. In the past, uh -huh. the county voted Democratic, but went for Trump in the 2016 election. It is also particularly important to consider the fact that Wisconsin is a gun-friendly state, but we must also ask ourselves, gun-friendly toward whom? We saw how the law enforcement drove Rittenhouse, a then 17-year-old, not adhering to, to the curfew, who had just shot and killed another, uh, had just killed Anthony Hoover, 26, Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, and injured Gage Grosskrotz, 36. They drove past him, but didn't think twice about firing their artillery at Jacob Blake. One would... Uh, oh, oh. Hey, 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 yo, can can you hit that last sentence again? They drove past him, but didn't think twice about firing their artillery at Jacob Blake. Oh, okay, okay. Now, now, now the Grio, uh, we don't really like them, <laughs> but that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. The Grio was not normally on code, you know. To be honest with you, um, but to say that the the race soldiers, the police officers drove past and they actually gave Kyle Rittenhouse an attaboy, you know, <laughs> they were like, yeah, carry on. Um, but yeah, they, they did unload their weapons on Jacob Blake. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. All right. Now, uh, who is, ja who is Jacob Blake? Is that a brother? I assume. That is, that is, as a matter of fact, pull up Jacob Blake. Oh, so so they drove they they drove past the the uh, the Tamahu boy and went for one of our brothers. No, well, I, see, and I might have my timeline mixed up, but the reason that there was a march, a demonstration in that part of Wisconsin, was because uh, the allies, the Tamahu allies, the Albion allies, whatever term you want to use. The AAs were um, were marching to support Jacob Blake. So the reason that Kyle Rittenhouse went to that area is because there was a march 
because of what happened to Jacob Blake. Gotcha. So when they say they had no problem firing a Jacob Blake, Jacob Blake, but they, you know, they gave him an attaboy when they saw him walking with a gun. Yeah, it's the same police department that gunned down the melanated brother here. Is the same police department that saw Jacob, wow. I mean, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse walking with a gun and were like, hey, do your thing. Carry on. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I think that last statement, that's the reason I asked you to go back on it because that really sets precedent. Well, I, I don't know about it setting precedence. That really sets the foundation for what I'm going to talk about tonight. Therein lies the white privilege. Therein lies the uh, uh, what's his last name? Kyle Rittenhouse. Therein lies the Rittenhouse privilege. You know, um, I want to talk about that absolutely. Um, but I got to be honest, this isn't even the first time we've seen this. Um, no. Did you see the movie The Purge? I have not seen The Purge yet, man. And, you know, MOI keeps telling me I got to see The Purge. Um, and, you know, the minister's telling me I got to see it. And I, I need to see it. I haven't done it yet. However, I've read some articles that relates on The Purge and how The Purge uh, series is really a synopsis on white supremacy. Right. Um, they're going to basically... It's a movie on how the European is going to get rid of uh, melanated people from out of society. In an America, in an America ravaged by crime and overcrowded prisons, the government sanctions an annual 12-hour period during which all criminal activity, including murder, is legal. James Satan, played by Ethan, Ethan Hawke, and his family face the ultimate test when an intruder drags the vicious outside world into their home. James, Mary, played by Lena Headley, Hetty, and their two children struggle to survive the night while trying not to turn into monsters like the ones they are striving to avoid. So when this first came out, it was okay to kill people and so on and so forth. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. Um, allowed to run over protesters. So then, I think it was last year, they came out with a law um, where you can run over a protester with your car. Oklahoma passes a law that can protect drivers who run over and kill protesters. This is what we're, we're seeing the purge in real life where you're allowed to kill people under certain circumstances. So that's why when people say, yeah, watch the purge, this is what we're seeing. This this new white privilege is just us getting one step closer to the purge where they're allowed to kill us. Um, but I would say that this is, this is in response to the the progress that was made as a result of the uprising that happened after George Floyd. Wow. Now, I mean, think about it. After the George Floyd incident, you know, the murder, the uh, George Floyd murder, there were a lot of uprisings. 
And interestingly enough, you know, in in the conscious community and in the empowerment community and the, all the other communities for years, you're like, ah, nobody marches no more. It doesn't do anything. Uh, everyone who got marched got ended up getting shot. King got shot. Malcolm got shot. Ah, you know, people kept saying it. And so then George Floyd is murdered. And then the uprising happens and policy changes then begin. In Minnesota, there were actual policy changes that happened as a result. In Virginia, there were policy changes. In New York, there were policy changes. In Florida, there were policy changes. In Georgia, there were policy changes. And so what we see now, uh, and the Rittenhouse case, I believe, is a great example of evil supremacy fighting back. Say, hey, they had too many wins. We got, we gotta, we really gotta get a win here. We gotta win here. We gotta get a win here. So, the judge was on code for evil supremacy. The judge in this case, the Rittenhauer case, did everything that was at used all the tools at his disposal to make sure that Kyle Rittenhouse was able to walk. And you. I really think it's, you know, evil supremacy is starting to fight back because there's been some gains, some real political gains that have actually happened as a result of the murder of George Floyd. You know, in in light of this and all the other countless uh, episodes of killings, it kind of brought me back to the Casual Killing Act of 1669, where... Uh, they were allowed to kill us if they felt like we were getting out of hand. And that's, you know, I don't, I can't really see a substantial difference within the situation with this, uh, what are we calling them again? This race soldier. I don't really see a difference with this race soldier and any other one. He, he got into an argument. He felt like they were getting out of hand. He used his privilege and the countless um, uh, laws set in his favor, and he he acted on it. You know, um, I think you know what we're seeing honestly is really just the same old, same old. If I could also uh, bring out, uh, there's a saying: um, policy have to have teeth or policy needs teeth. Um, right, right, right. Well, I think it's law needs teeth. Law needs teeth. Putting teeth into the law, meaning there has to be consequences. So there has to be consequences. We saw the, um, what did we see? The, the lynching, the lynching, Laws. Do, do you know when the lynching laws came into effect? I don't. You know, my mind doesn't work that way. I can't keep certain dates in my head. It was like I'm more conceptual. It's like ten years ago. I'm more now, conceptual. Now, well, just okay. I guess I'll put it into concept. So we have the lynching era where more of our people, like this whole thing right here, where he shoots somebody. This is a good way to die. I don't want family. Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Whoa, family, hold on. Re remember, during that time, 
B-U-R Burn and Lynch. During that time, yeah, you know, oh yeah, they, they actually tarred and feathered people. Yeah. They'll, they'll lynch you and burn you, so when they shoot yeah. you, don't be crying. That's a good way to die. You know, if if the European wants to be, you know, uh, savage about it, he'll show you what a savage is. So don't be crying about getting shot. That's that's a good way to die. So back in the you know, day, that picture, that picture means so much to me, man. My father had that picture in his study, and I had that picture in my dormitory room at Hampton University. Salute all the Hamptonians. Um, and interestingly enough, I got a chance to meet at that time the vice president, who is uh, Dr. Cologne, uh, uh, during the A6 to 90 time period. And he had that very same picture of the person who was being lynched and burned in his office. And so I, the thing that's important to me is my father and his father, my father and my grandfather, used to, in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, have to go well, they didn't have to, but they chose to cut down the bodies of our ancestors who were, you know, murdered by race soldiers. So he not only saw these pictures, he actually saw about five or six people lynched. And he made sure that they had their burials, you know. Um, and so I, I really give a lot of respect to my grandfather and my father for that. Um, and to, to, yo, this is real, man. They had cookouts. You know, we used to joke about how the word picnic was pick a nigga and kill him. You know, the, you know, we weren't ever able to really do the etymology and find out that that was absolutely actual, factual. But they had cookouts. And this was a social engagement for Europeans here in the United States. So, um, but back to this situation where we're dealing with this Rittenhouse privilege. This is an interesting situation because look, a year ago, homeboys beating up some white chick, right? And two black teenagers jump in and stop him from beating up this white girl at his school. Later, uh, almost a year to the date that he goes and does this situation, um, he's caught on video saying, "Oh man, these people at these uh, these riots." I wish I had an AR-15. I'd go there and kill him. A year later, his mom takes a 17-year-old young man across state lines with a weapon he didn't have any legal authority to have in a state he didn't have legal authority to use a weapon. He lies and says he's part of an EMT or a medic or something like that. The cops see him like, hey, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, son. Look, he was going to walk. He was going to walk. The judge was doing everything they could have could have done. The judge prevented all the information I just talked about with him beating up the white chick, with him being on on tape saying that you know he, he was he had an AR-15 because he would go and kill some rioters. You know they had they pushed all they suppressed all of that evidence. He was going to walk. That's Rittenhouse privilege. That's white privilege. But to me, I think this situation is instructive for us. So we can see how the devil works. We can see how evil works. And we can force policy now to make sure that judges who are on code for white supremacy and evil supremacy get kicked off the bench.
So we can do that. We can do that. Now, is it going to be easy? Nope. Let, Proceed. Let me say this. Uh, I'm not sure who this is or any of the family is, but family, I call the shots around this bit. Okay? I'm King Dingling around here, huh? Anybody don't like what's going on, you can go home. You can go on anywhere else that you want to go. Block parties are in full effect. I don't care what the Europeans say. It don't matter. We're not playing get along gang either. And I'm not your bro family. You, uh, not all skin folk is kin folk. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not sure if he uh, one of us. I'm not sure either. Seth? Seth don't sound like Jerome. It might be, but I just want to set the tone just to let everybody know what it is. Um, but nonetheless... Well, I, 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 Brother Void Surfer 9 did talk about legal precedence was not set by this case. Uh, when I said that we can't trust the root, legal precedent takes a couple of cases before you can set precedence. And then it's one case that truly becomes the overwhelming case. I, we don't know just yet. Well, I mean, Brown versus Board of Education, uh, uh, Roe versus uh, 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 Roe v. Wade. You know, one particular case can set precedent. And we and 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 uh, um, uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, the Dred Scott case. One case can set precedent. Um, and 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 these are the cases that we always reference as a as a uh, as a country. But nonetheless, um, what I was going to say was. When, when we look back at the history of America, they have um, well, with that said, you know, this is the thing. I went to school for 12 years and I had to listen to what the European said and his side of the story. Then they tried to get me to go to uh, indoctrination university for four years and I had to give more perspective. Shout out to NSU. They got a white dude teaching uh, African-American studies and African studies. Ain't that a bit? <laughs> so nonetheless, you know, I've heard- You know what's funny? Please. Yeah, when I attended Hampton University, 86 to 90, uh, yeah, we had a, a, a white lady who was teaching us black history as well. It was intriguing. She was an apologist. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Well, you know, unfortunately, it it isn't a um, uh, uh, random coincidence. If you look at it, you're going to see this to be quite the norm. Ask the average person who went to any HBCU, any one of them. Hey, who taught African studies? Oh, a white person. Ask anybody. But, you know, I am your favorite racist, so you know I'm going to ask, but the average Negro colored black uh, may be a little bit scared to ask these questions. Nonetheless, it's the elephant in the room. But um, going back to what I was saying uh, about the lynching laws, because uh, when the lynching laws came, the, uh, uh, the lynching error was over by a couple hundred years, well, uh, um, a couple uh, decades. And then by the time the lynching laws came in the 90s, um, there were no uh, um, maximum whatevers or anything like that. We're not going hard on lynching. 
you know, and and, and uh, to this day, black people haven't done too much anything. Even when we look, you know, because this whole thing with with white privilege is is what I see for for uh, black people. Mama used to say they only going to do to you what you let them do to you, uh, and we let the European do this. Uh, and you know, in terms of legality, we ain't done nothing since since you know we ain't had none but space and opportunity. This is now the standard. Interesting. I've seen a lot of policy changes that happened in the last two years, um, but it's only been the last two years. <laughs> so if we look at since 1968 to 2021, yeah, a lot hasn't changed. We ain't been doing nothing. We we just re- recently received the uh, anti-Asian hate bill, which really slapped us in the face to say, hey, guys, if you really think you've come anywhere, we're going to let you know what progress looks like. And a lot of us really, you know, in terms of our leadership and representation, walked away with egg on our face. You know, you guys are we talking you guys when I say us are the biggest uh, uh, game changers. You'll you, you you'll help somebody get to where they need to go politically or, or uh, whatever the case may be. But we always know once these people get to their positions, we don't see them anymore. There's no representation. There's no such thing as a constituent. There is no uh, um, um, strong leadership anywhere from us. That's why these things are, are able to happen. We saw how our community fought literally fought against Ice Cube for even bringing up the idea of any type of agenda. We're going to vote blindly by faith. It is it is it is mandatory to cast what I would say even at this point is an ignorant vote. We're going to throw our vote into the wind. We're not going to have any objective. Black people, black people uh deserve everything they get. This right here doesn't come from, you know, policies. This ain't about policy. This is about power. There's no point to have any policy without power. And 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 for the fact that we're still talking about policy, history is going to repeat itself. History is going. The purge is coming, brother. This ain't nothing new. This 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 white boy is a confirmation of 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 our our uh, lackluster desire for. Um, our our place as humans. You know what? I, I actually agree with you in total. And and so as I've said earlier, the situation with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is is a really great example of what evil supremacy has done in the past, is still doing, and is trying to set precedence, if you will, for doing. Uh, I think it's important that we take a really good look at everything that happened so we can systematically destroy everything that allowed this to happen. Well, you you know, I think regardless of what happened, because it's really the same old, same old, we're still going to celebrate Christmas this year. We're still going to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. You know, black people are the biggest consumer base in America. You know, we we are the consumer class. I don't I don't I don't I don't think much of anything is going to change until we kill the beast. 
And until, you know, until we deal with that, it ain't too much of anything. So are you proposing, are you proposing that because we're not satisfied with this outcome that we should boycott Christmas spending? If you say that, I'm down with it. I'm at, now, I don't spend on Christmas anyway. I stopped doing that stupidity 10 years ago. I buy something for my wife because she don't rock with that ideology. <laughs> but, you know, personally, I stopped doing that dumb stuff years ago. You know, uh, so, but if you want to say, hey, Crumb says, so we can work on our empowerment, our community empowerment, because of the Rittenhauer uh, verdict. We're gonna boycott boycott Christmas spending, uh, uh, or yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Right, absolutely. You know, um, I totally get it. But the reality is, so, I mean, at least for the master students. So master right, students, right. yeah. Well, for at least for the master I mean, students and the code keepers. You know, for well, the master true. students and the code keepers. As a result, <laughs> we're gonna invest our monies in something else. Somebody said, I, I think this video attracted a lot of Europeans. I don't know if they've been here or not. Wait, the host is mixed. How are he going to speak for black people? When he says the host, he's talking to me. <laughs> Hold on. You know, we, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't think either one of us. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Are, like, what? Are, are particularly dark inflected. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like who is who are these people? I I I, I blocked them, but it just caught me off guard. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, so he's blocked now. Fine, Scott, yeah. you're blocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nonetheless, absolutely. You know, um, I just wanted to uh, see if I can finish this article and go in a little bit more on the things around uh, this European. Um, so it said uh, we saw. Oh yeah. Uh, one would have thought because the victim in this case, uh, the victims were white, this case would be open, uh, open and shut. But the victims who were in Kenosha to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake were villainized and threatened in an all too familiar manner. But in this case, the victims were not black. By order of Judge Bruce Somebody, the victim in this case would not be referred to as victims by the prosecutions throughout the trial. According to reports, this is a long-standing rule Judge Schroeder was, has maintained in his court. But when Judge Schroeder's ringtone is God Bless the USA, Trump 2006-2020 campaign song, you just can't help but to wince a little. Look, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was charged with seven counts. The state of Wisconsin had the burden to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Rittenhouse committed the seven counts, which included first degree intentional homicide with a dangerous weapon. However, before the jury even began deliberating, two of the seven counts, possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18 and failure to comply with emergency order were dismissed by the judge. God bless America. <laughs> this is this is written house privilege. Trials can be roller coaster rides. One minute you're up and then the next minute you're fighting to keep it all together. Attorney attorneys expect there to be setbacks because the courtroom is volatile. However, there were critical mistakes committed by the prosecution. You can't pick your witnesses 
but there's an unofficial rule when conducting your examination, direct or cross. Don't ask a question that you do not know the answer to. During direct examination, Ryan uh, Balch, who walked around with Rittenhouse patrolling the streets in Wisconsin, testified that Rosenbaum acted in a hyper-aggressive manner. Richard McGinnis testified that John Rosenbaum went to Rittenhouse and attempted to reach for the gun when Rittenhouse shot him. Later, during cross-examination, Gross Kreutz testified he thought Anthony Hoover attempted to harm Rittenhouse. These statements alone were key in the claim of self-defense. When claiming self-defense, the defendant cannot be the aggressor. It is necessary. Uh, it was necessary for the jury to find Rittenhouse believe to find Rittenhouse believe there was an unlawful threat to him, and um, and that the amount of force he used was reasonable and necessary. This is why Rittenhouse testified insistently that he used force necessary to remove the threat to him but none of the victims who were killed were armed. Rittenhouse brought a gun to a fist fight. Rittenhouse cried with his crocodile tears, used his privilege and convinced the jury that he was walking around in Kenosha past curfew with an AR-15 because he was trying to deliver medical aid? Bruh. All right, I mean, you know, you, I, I, please, you know, chime in if you will, or I'll continue. It's up to you. No, no, brother. I mean, look, this this was, the judge was on code for evil supremacy. Rittenhouse is a proxy for evil supremacy. <laughs> and evil supremacy uses the government structure and all the other systems it's built to protect its soldiers and its proxy men. And so Rittenhouse was a proxy man. <laughs> you know, so they're going to protect them. And we need to look at this as an example and we need to find the cracks in the armor. And we need to really build policy, do activity, do everything we can to make sure that we can defeat this evil. And I know some, some people will be like, hey, no, we can do, uh, you know, we tried, we were trying, you know, uh, black people ain't gonna do nothing anyway. They hadn't been doing anything since 65. I get all that. I get all that. But you know, it only takes a few. It only takes a few. So for those few code keepers, we need to look at this situation that happened, look at everything that happened and make sure we can defeat this when it happens again. Cause you know, history repeats itself. Well, you and know, this is what happened again. When you say code keepers, those few code keepers, um, I uh, <laughs> I can't help but to wince a little bit because this is this is the standard all throughout America. You know, to even frame it as a few is a gross uh, understatement. Um, when we have policies, current policies in place. Uh, like you know, dealing with urban blight and urban decay. Um, well, I think it's I think it's called uh, divestment. Uh, divestment. Um, I think it's urban divestment. I think that's what it's called. Urban divestment. So, urban divestment in general, uh, or municipal 
is a term used in the United States which describes an urban planning process in which a city or town or other municipal entity decides to abandon or neglect an area. It can happen when a municipality is in a period of economic prosperity and sees that it is that its poorest and most blighted communities are both the cheapest targets for revitalization as well as the areas with the greatest potential for improvement. It is when the city is facing urban decay and chooses to allocate fewer resources to the poorest communities and communities with less political power and disenfranchised. Disenfranchised neighborhoods are slated for demolition, uh, relocation, and eventual replacement. You know, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure. You know, uh, how you could. You know, even frame it as a few when this is the standard. You know. Um, you know the family. Uh, you know we we see. You know George Zimmerman is 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 in chill mode. Uh, this 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 is not a coincidence or a. Uh, I'm sorry, not a coincidence. This is not a um, uh, random whatever. It's, it, I, 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 uh, the term escapes me, but I think the reality is that uh, the whole system, the whole system, you know, we 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 got to destroy everything. Uh, somebody was telling me the difference between a revolutionary and an activist. An activist wants to work within the system. They believe in things like constitution, law, government, justice, so on and so forth. The revolutionary wants to destroy the whole thing. We, we, you know, our problems aren't within a few. Our problems are fundamentally uh, 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 from the core of this very government, even down to the constitution itself. Um, so to even say a few, I'm not sure uh, if, if, if you see the magnitude of what's really what's really happening when I said a few I said a few code keepers yeah. I was speaking to my folk like when you talk about the master students you talking about your folk we ain't talking about the rest of them because the rest of them have caused this urban blight so yeah I do think that those few code keepers and those few master students you know because when I say few we may only be 15,000, 20,000 numbers, but um, we can get some stuff done. And so, uh, I like the idea about the activists and the revolutionary. We need more, both of them. We need more, both of them. Uh, I, I want to salute, uh, who's this, Fallout Boy? Yeah, I agree. The whole system, Fallout Boy. <laughs> but Fallout Boy, uh, Fallout, uh, Fallout Boy, also said earlier policy. Um, and let me make sure I'm being heard. Go up a little more. Go up a little more. He's like policy. I'm like, dude, policy is only part of the thing that can happen. We got a lot of things that we can do. Policy is only part of it. Um, but I realized that some folk are like, uh, we just need to destroy the whole system and start over. I'm cool with that too. If you do it, we can do it. Right, right. But if you're not doing it, I'm also working with those who are trying to work through policy as well as other means. And so I'm I'm for it all. I'm for it all. During 9-11 in the Middle East, there was chance a head of gold, body of stone, feet of clay. Are you familiar with that? I am not. 
Well, that's from the Bible. Uh, head of stone. I I'm sorry. Head of gold means you're financially smart. You can make money. They'll never destroy you financially. Body of stone means uh, you have a strong military. They'll never penetrate you that way. Feet of clay means you have a weak foundation. Metal and stone are very heavy. Clay can't support that. And that Babylon is going to fall under its own weight. Um, and that's per the Bible, the Middle East, so on, so forth. Other revolutionaries uh whatever the case may be but you know when we see uh with, with america uh for me i believe you know it's going to fall under its own weight um now what i would so let's push it right 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 you know we we saw with martin luther king the the, the biggest thing he did in my personal opinion was not uh getting no, that that voting's right act which was a temporary act that they now, because at first they went back and changed it every year, then it was every seven years, then everything like 12 years, then 25 years. Now they go back and see if they still want us to be able to vote every 25 years. But nonetheless, that was not the biggest thing he did. The biggest thing Martin Luther King did was the Montgomery bus boycott. With that Mon Montgomery bus boycott, the uh, uh, Montgomery, Alabama was the eighth biggest metropolitan city in America. You know, how, how many streams of income do you need to be the eighth biggest metropolitan city in america so for all those streams of income that they had martin luther king just took one stream of income and said hey we're just not going to ride the bus that's all we're going to do and with that said uh within i think with not 365 maybe 367 or 370 but within a matter of days after a year uh they wanted to come to the uh come to terms because right. uh unless you cripple them you know these people they're 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 tamahu they're flugel rod they're they're um uh the albions as you were saying and i think it was one of their philosophers said that the pineal gland is the seat of the soul and we know that 85% of their pineal glands are calcified, so they don't even have a soul or a place for the soul to sit within the human or mankind's body. Uh, with that said, they um, they don't understand anything other than being brought to a heel like an animal. Uh, and uh, there, you know, there there's nothing that they respect. You know, when we go look at the your uh 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 the the treaties they wrote i think thus far they violated every single treaty they haven't honored one treaty you know and and and, and for me you know if if you know that's what hitler did hitler's all right i'm not gonna do it anymore and then he did it all right i'm not gonna do it anymore how how did y'all hate hitler and you were so mad at hitler that every time he signed policy and it went into effect and then he railroaded i can't believe he did that well you you do the same thing you know how was he evil for doing it but you're not evil for doing it um and you know what we're seeing now is just the it's just the you know, a confirmation of the same old, same old. We, we can't have faith in the system anymore. At this point, as, as you were saying, we need an expedited shutdown. Alt control, delete this thing. <laughs> I say that. I say that. Uh, I, I wanted to add a little more depth to the conversation. We talked about the Montgomery bus boycotts. Uh, that simple act of saying, hey, we ain't riding the bus no more. Almost I'm sorry, it actually, not almost, it actually bankrupted the city. The city was bankrupt. 
And it started with the buses. And then the people got on code. And they're like, you know what? We ain't going to your restaurant. You know what? <laughs> We're not going to your store. You know what? We're going to keep our money cycling within our, our own community. They almost bankrupted the city. They, I'm sorry, they bankrupted the city and we were keeping our money within our own community. So while the city and the businesses were bankrupt, we were profitable. That's why things changed. And that wasn't the only city that uh, NAACP and SNCC and all the other groups that were working with Dr. King were successful in. Um, but I would agree with you that that was one of the zeniths of Dr. King, you know, uh, peace beyond upon his name. Um, that that was some of the great things that Dr. King did. You know, wasn't his speech? He, you know, and he put himself around some really good folk, man. And they did some stuff where, you know, of course the the marches were just to get you know the cameras and awareness. But they did some things behind the scenes, the negotiations. They're saying, hey, you, you got to rock with us or we're not rocking with you. The uh, the economic boycotts and some other things that truly made changes. Uh, and people, for some reason, only deal with the, uh, the, the boycotts and stuff. One of the things, though, I, I think there is an area where the civil rights movement really neglected. I think they often dropped the ball. And we'll use this as an example. So we had the Edmund Pettus Bridge where they had Bloody Sunday. Now, after that situation with the Edmund Pettus Bridge on Bloody Sunday, Dr. King and the organizations he was working with, they hired the Deacons for Defense of Justice, which was a Christian gun club, a black Christian gun club. And so at the very next march, the Deacons for Defense of Justice, that black gun club, those riflemen were there protecting the marchers. So we didn't have that same level of destruction, that same level of, uh, of violence that happened to the marchers because we were there with guns. What we should have done, what we could have done, and I think we still can do, is we know which police officers were working those shifts. You know, we know exactly which police officers were at Bloody Sunday. We should prosecute them. We should prosecute them. We should go back and prosecute them because they harm people without any reason. They sick dogs. They turned on the water hydrants. They harm people without any reason. We should go back and prosecute them all. We should go back and sue the cities. And if we do that, you're going to see some things change. And I think that's one of the areas where we kind of fell short. You know, we got to punish people for harming us. There has to be a consequence. We got to punish those people. You know, we got to find a way to punish um, Kyle Rittenhouse's mother. We got to find a way to punish that judge. And those things can be done. So activist, revolutionary, all of y'all get on code. We need to punish those people and things will change. Well, let me say this because 
um, you know, white privilege runs deep. White privilege runs deep. It sounds like a song. White privilege runs deep. You so funny, <laughs> still waters run deep. You so- <laughs> That's the song, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, yeah. Still, yeah, we should get one of the master students who can sing that. Go ahead and do that. Uh, that that'll be one of the theme songs for Crumb TV. That's funny. <laughs> so we talk That's about right. crazy stuff. We click right. Privilege runs deep. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Daniel Holtzclaw? Yes. He raped like he, he was a police officer, white guy. He raped like thirty black women on the job. And remember, you know, they uh, crying in the courtroom. They, they locked this monkey ass up. He's in jail. Oh, black people got justice. You remember what happened to him? You remember? Oh, no. Go, go deeper with the story because I remember something happened, right? Come on, black yeah. people. <laughs> Come on, black people. White privilege because runs deep. These people will, 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 will hold on, hold on. These people will get locked up, go to jail, and Jeffrey Epstein, they wait out the goddamn prison. White privilege run deep. Daniel Holtzclaw has disappeared from the Oklahoma Department of Corrections website. The former Oklahoma police officer was convicted of raping women while on duty. The website, which shows criminal convictions, mugshots, and where inmates are incarcerated, has deleted Holtzclaw. By all intents and purposes, he's not in prison anymore. Not because he served his sentence, because of seemingly white privilege. Yeah, let's let's lock him up. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein got locked up. Talk black to me. Talk black to me. You know, these situations are crazy. And I think once again that you know Kyle Rittenhauer, our whatever his name is, that situation is instructive, and we should learn everything we can on how to destroy the system by the tricks that were pulled in that particular situation. But I don't want us to get too wrapped up. <laughs> I don't want us to get too wrapped up on Kyle Rittenhauer because we still need to fight for Tamir Rice. We still need to fight for Breonna Taylor. We need to still fight for Jacob Blake. And you're saying we know. So, you're saying we don't? No. I'm saying when you have a fever, don't get rid of the fever. The fever is the effect, not the cause. When you're, what you're talking about is the effect. Us getting rid of the effect is not working. We have to get rid of the cause. Okay, all right. What I, I don't follow your logic here. So now you get rid of a dealing with a jab. The jab doesn't stop you from getting sick. The jab stops you from getting sick to that extent. You won't get that high of a fever. Right. So now you can live with the 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 sickness. This allows you to become a human incubator for the sickness to build up. You treat the cause, I'm sorry, you treat the effect and allow the cause to fest, the, the fester. So the next wave that the cause is gonna give you an effect for is gonna be worse. 
we we've been dealing with the effects we've never head on dealt with the cause and if we have they've 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 met that with serious force and aggression you know martin luther king is dead for a reason okay i i i, I see what you, you get you're getting at i think that the problem is white supremacy our system is based on white supremacy evil supremacy and we should destroy it and my strategy is by studying situations like Kyle Rittenhauer, seeing exactly how evil supremacy got away with what it got away with so we can destroy the system. So I don't think that we should focus on Kyle Rittenhauer, but he's instructive on how we can destroy evil supremacy. Well, you know, and Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. And I just want to say in terms of him, you know, you're absolutely right. There's honestly no need to focus on him. This is only a uh, reconfirmation of of the endless, endless amounts of confirmations we've had. You know, there's an elephant in the room. And this right here is just another ripple from him bumbling around. You know, there's a bull in the china shop. You know, I don't, how much confirmation do you need? Oh, more stuff broken. <laughs> you know, so no, I don't want to, you know, to your point, you know, focusing on, on, on this dude is only, you know, just saying, Hey, there's a problem. And we very much know there's definitely a problem uh, for this. I, um, you know, want to focus as Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin Samuel says on the critics and detractors, there are people right now that will say there's no such thing as white privilege. They'll say there's no such thing as uh, 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 or or the system's not broken. You know, uh, for for the people that know what's going on, already know what it is. Absolutely. This is only beating a dead horse. This is this is preaching to the choir. But for those people out there who still believe like, you know what, you know, maybe this is their tipping point. Maybe this is that that Fred Hampton moment that, you know, where they just go shoot up a dead, uh, you know, shoot up a man while he sleep. Like, ah, oh, man, he was he was sleep. You know, he won't resist an arrest or nothing. He was he was knocked out, you know, uh, or, or or whatever the case may be. But let me just see. Can I take another stab at this article? Do you mind? I think it was only that one more paragraph. All good. All good. Hey, hey, we're talking about uh, Rittenhouse privilege. So let's let's continue. <laughs> The Rittenhouse privilege weaved its way into the cracks of the courtroom of Kenosha. We knew the tactics that would be played. He's white, he's male, and to use the words of Judge Schroeder Rittenhouse, he is brazen. He walked his way into the courtroom just as audaciously, audaciously walked past the brigade of police vehicles while carrying an AR-15 across his body crossed state lines, went home while Rosenbaum and Huber lay dead in the streets of Kenosha. He slept like a baby that night, you know, um, and you were talking about his mama. I want to I want to remind the family of Columbine. You know, folks want to talk about Columbine. Um, my movement is Palestine. My sidekick came from Columbine. That's a little bit of a, a rhyme, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Bar the b bars. The dude who uh, shot up Columbine, his mama wrote a book and vindicated him. Did you know that? Um, 
mom of Alabine shooter writes book. A mother's reckoning living in the aftermath of tra tragedy is a 2016 memoir by Sue Cleobold. Uh, I don't know if her name is Sue. I don't know if her name is Karen. I don't know if her name is Becky. I'm just joking. Her name is Sue. The mother of Dylan Keebold. Along with Eric Harris, Dylan was one of the uh, perpetrators of the Columbine High School Massacre in 1990. This book right here, she wrote a, a, a what is the op opposite of a scathing review? Her, her review of what happened in terms of the Columbine shooting was sympathetic, was empathetic, it was watered down, it was whitewashed, it was beautified, it was sanitized. The story she told of what happened painted her baby as Saint, what is his name, Cody? Uh, Saint Dylan of Columbine. <laughs> Until the there is a a a uh, African proverb: "Until the lion has his own historian, the glory of the hunt will always go to the hunter." Let me see. Let me uh, uh, bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, yeah. Chinua yeah. He wrote the book "Things Fall Apart." Chinua Achibe, the prominent Nigerian novelist and essayist who died on Thursday, said in a 1994 interview with, with the Paris Review, there is a great proverb, until the, lion, until the lions have their own historians, the his history of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. Um, yeah, shout out to Chinua Achibe, Things Fall Apart was the book he wrote, shout out to him. But these, these people... Have 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 the audacity, the 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 privilege to to mass massacre the people, and then they'll write themselves into history as as either the victims, as either the heroes, or 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 or, or somebody that you can relate to. That's white privilege at its best. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, uh, it looks like the author. Like Reese said, Becky Sue Klebold. <laughs> it was probably Becky Sue. <laughs> right. And her middle name was Karen. Right. I'm sure. Becky Sue Karen Klebold. Um, Not today, Karen. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. Listen, Linda. <laughs> right. No, man. This is a white privilege runs deep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, we need a master student who has a beautiful voice to create that recording. White privilege runs deep. Send it to us. We get it on. You know, <laughs> it'll be on get on code anyway. <laughs> so this is just another Columbine, uh, Mark Zimmerman. What's his name? Mark Zimmerman? Was it Ted Zimmerman? Zimmerman? Hey, Columbine, Dylan Ruth. It, you know, look, white uh, evil supremacy has his proxies and these proxies are trying out for internships and you know they're, they're trying to get down with the big boys and so they're going to go out and do some stuff like this um and as we see now for the first time for the first time scot free dylan roof didn't get away with scot free well 
that that we know of because uh daniel holtz didn't go, get away scot-free either but apparently he did uh you know uh this whole uh white supremacy thing is is a uh a rock and a hard place for us but it's a, uh, a slippery slope that they just managed to always get away somehow you know, the, uh, 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 um, when I think about Daniel Holtz, when I think about Jeffrey Epstein, when I think about these white people who have this power to get out of jail free card, you know, because that's go back and look at you, go back to Monopoly, get on jail, to get out of jail free card, did not have Jerome up there. To get out, the get out of jail free card, did not have Leroy up there. Give, the, the get out of free jail card had Mr. Holtz Claw uh, up there, white dude with the monocle. Uh, but nonetheless, um, with that said, um, this this is a thing that in all all scenarios, well, that's hyperbole. In most scenarios, they're able to get out. Um, if the government wants you, they're going to get you. If the if the government is going to give you uh, a bly or uh, you know some type of uh, um, uh, advantage. You know, ma oh, matter of fact, um, so it was affluenza, rich white kid in Texas, drunk driving. I remember that. Uh, good brother Seiko, do you remember this case? I, I do. I don't remember all the details, but. <sighs> white. I, I, like I said, man, well, I think we've said before, evil supremacy protects its soldiers. And everyone we just talked about was a soldier for evil supremacy. Ethan Couch, that was him. White boy, because you know this this is this, this is the same situation as happened in Wisconsin. So Ethan Couch, uh, at age sixteen, killed four people while driving under the influence on on back in 2013 in Texas. Couch, while intoxicated and under the influence of drugs, was driving on restricted license and was speeding in a residential area when he lost control of his vehicle, colliding with a group of people assisting another driver with a disabled sport utility vehicle. Four people were killed in the collision and a total of nine people were injured. Two passengers in Couch's pickup truck suffered serious injuries with one passenger suffering complete paralysis. Couch was indicted on four counts of intoxication, intoxication manslaughter for reckless driving under the influence. In December of 2013, he sent them to 10 years of probation. He got 10 years of... See, this is the thing. They get found guilty. Brother, did you see the movie Goodfellas? In the movie Goodfellas, they they uh, talked about their experience in uh, jail. And the Goodfellas, their jail experience, going to prison, going to jail, wasn't like our experience going to prison, going to jail. Their experience going to jail would be the equivalent of... Um, you know, because these white collar crimes would be the equivalent of Martha Stewart. Remember when she got her dose of white privilege? They sent her to uh, Camp Camp Cupcake for prison. Martha Stewart went to jail for insider uh, insider trading, and they sent her ass to Camp Cupcake to to Camp serve Cupcake. <laughs> Go look. That's it up. good. That's no, good. No, 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 no. I didn't make that up. I didn't make that up. The place where she went, they call it Camp Cupcake. Brother, I, white privilege run deep. 
You know, ain't nobody playing with y'all. I ain't playing with you. We ain't playing with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. White privilege runs deep, bro. Um, so I think, and I might be wrong. I might be, what's the word I want to use? I might just feel, you know, that we can accomplish what we will. You know, rise up, you mighty people. You can accomplish what you, I might truly believe what Garvey said. But I think we can destroy the system. And I think we can look at the situation with Kyle Rittenhouse and we can find the cracks in the armor. And when it happens again, we can be better prepared to really destroy. Uh, what One thing that can happen is we can compel the elected officials in our areas to weigh in on their you know their 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 thoughts on the verdict and those who decide that oh it's not in my purview uh it has nothing to do with us we can punish them politically and those who say you know what we need to make sure that uh, all americans are safe we can maybe work with them a little more you know my point is we can take this situation and leverage it to our benefit and I hope that more of us do. I know the code keepers are going to do that. Those who try to get on code, we're going to do that. We're going to take this situation and leverage it to our collective benefit. And I love the way, Crumb, in the past, you've talked about the hour. Um, Sister Rodriguez talks about the we, which is a Jewish term, T-H-E, capital W-E, the we. Because you can say we, when we talk about the we, you're talking about those of us who were truly invested in making change. Um, so I, I love the fact that you really say that, you know, our individual experience is not important. It's the collective experience that's important. So I hope that a lot of us collectively get on code, use this situation, leverage it. Because they're going to try to leverage it right now. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, that it might be setting precedence. Okay, uh, I don't know. They're going to try to leverage it. We need to leverage it now to make sure that we, as you put it down, as you said earlier, chant down Bobby Long. <laughs> we got to do that. We got to get on code. We got to take opportunities like this and make changes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we, it's been a little bit more than an hour. I really enjoyed your perspective. I really enjoyed you adding value to the whole conversation. I think we've covered lots of topics, uh, you know, and, and not even really just focused on the latest incident. Um, you know, these people are just they they're incredible. But I digress. Could you tell the people who you are and what they can find you at? Oh man, hey, Seiko Varner at Seiko Varner. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on IG. Uh, you might find me on Facebook. I I really hate social media, um, but you can find me there anyway. Uh, you can also find me as DJ Seiko Varner because I do wedding receptions, corporate events, and other events of that nature. But our show is called Get on Code, and the code that we talk about is empowerment. It's based loosely on Neely Fuller's compensatory code for the Negro. Uh, and he has a whole system on empowerment and getting on code. Our code is really simple. Empowerment with a focus on black empowerment. And we're trying to... I'm sorry. We're succeeding. We're accomplished in taking situations like this Kyle Rittenhauer situation and leveraging 
that situation for our collective benefit. And I hope you join us. Get on code. You can find our content on Crumb TV as well on Sundays. You can find our content on the Our Black Empowerment channel on YouTube. And once again, at Seiko Varner, Twitter, IG, hit me up. But most importantly, man, get on code. Most importantly, sis, get on code. And the code is empowerment. Everything you should do should empower you. Food you eat should empower you. I'm working on that. I'm not good at that yet. I still love the sugar. I still got that addiction to the sugar. Yeah. Um, everything you read should empower you. Everything you do with your body should empower you. You know, what you invest your monies in should empower you. Invest your political attention and political resources should empower you. Read the Talmud. That should empower you. Read the Bible. That should empower you. Read the uh, Quran. Read the Habagila. Read the uh, the words of Ifa. Uh, you know, read the Medunater. You know, those things will empower you. Be one. And if you are one, you recognize one, be one. Stay floss, 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 stay The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss. Stay conscious. Stay fly.